Welcome, Pokemon fans, to our very first episode of the Poke Trainers podcast. We're really excited to be able to talk all things Pokemon. It's a big thing for us here on the show. Uh, it definitely defined our childhood, and we're so excited to be able to talk about all the amazing things happening in the Pokemon world, as well as talking about things in the past. As we all know, Pokemon is celebrating their 25th anniversary, and so here we are with a podcast. I'd like to introduce the co-founder of this podcast, another fellow Pokemon fan that I literally just found out a couple of weeks ago that he was as big of a Pokemon fan as I was. And he has an amazing collection of Pokemon cards that I'm sure we'll talk about. Houston, welcome. Thanks, Luis. I'm very excited to be here, and it's going to be quite a year for us Pokemon fans, so I'm excited that we're getting this kicked off, especially now in February, where we've got a lot coming. So I'm so, so excited. Yeah, I mean, it's it's no, no secret, right, that it's the 25th anniversary, and uh, there's just tons of things going on, and... People know, people know things are selling for like crazy and whatnot. And, and for some of us, you know, fans, it, it is a little difficult, right? To part ways with the collections, but hey, if you can score a deal, if you can sell something and helps you pay off some bills, whatever you want, or just to have some extra money there, then, you know, go at it. It's, it's definitely the year to, to do so as well. Well, Houston, uh, for all of our listeners uh, tuning into this first episode, I thought, well, let's get started by uh, telling people who we are uh, and how we even came to being on this podcast and now talking about all things Pokemon. I'll let you go first. Sure. Well, back in 1995, I liked a girl who really, 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 um, I really liked this girl. And I was in third grade and I started talking to her like, you know, she was in my class and she was into this thing called Pokemon. It was new. And I was like, oh, well, what is it? And she showed me some of the cards that she had gotten. And I said, oh, that's, that's cool. Pokemon cards. Hmm. Okay. So I got my first Pokemon card from her, my very first one. And after that, I'd go to Toys R Us. I'd buy booster packs. I'd go to Target. I'd go to Walmart. I got into the video games. I I mean, all cascaded and just grew and grew and grew. And it was funny because I have Pokemon red, blue, yellow, silver, all the old, you know, the originals. I have them all right there. Um, and the Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium 2, Pokemon Snap. Like, I really became so Pokemon crazy in the late 90s. From like 95, clear up until just after the third movie, I was just the biggest Pokemon fan. And so much so that I had this crazy idea that I was going to collect all 151 cards. I wanted, 
and you know, there's clearly more than 151 cards, but I wanted all 151 Pokemon in card form. And what that led to for me was not only did I accomplish that, but I have multiples of each one. So I have multiple um, Charmanders. I have multiple Bulbasaurs, Ivysaurs, Venusaurs, Charizards, Blastoise, Alakazams, Mewtwo. Like I have everything and I have multiples of them and I have different versions of them. I have promos of them. I have everything, right? All sealed, I mean, sealed away in the sleeves that they, you know, came in, but I took them out and I put them away and it's actually really funny. And we'll talk about this more, but people always used to say, well, why are you not trading them? Why are you not playing them? Why are you not? Why are you not? And truthfully, I just bought them and I would collect them. I put them in the sleeves, didn't touch them, let them stay in the sleeves forever. I didn't want to touch them and I didn't want other people touching them. I was really, really, really particular about that for a kid. That's, you know, that's like impossible, but it worked here. Right. And it, in to my advantage, because right around, I want to say 2003, 2002, 2003, I kind of fell out of Pokemon and I took my binder filled with Pokemon cards and I put it in a sealed box. I sealed it, like sealed it away, sealed it and didn't, didn't touch it. It always was in my house. It was never out in a garage. It was always just sitting in a closet, never moved, never moved until I moved, but it, I always had it in my closet. A few years ago, I decided to open it up and I said, Oh, you know what? There was no dust in this thing. Like that's how sealed this box is. And, you know, I looked at my Pokemon cards and I started realizing how pristine the collection was. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So I, I love Pokemon. Like, like as a kid, it was so much fun. And as you know, we'll, we'll talk more about, you know, all the different things that make up the really cool collection that I have. That's not just cards, but um, I just fell in love with it because I was in love with a girl. So, but, you know, it got me to where I am today. So there is that. But how did you, what's your story, Luis? How did you come to be with Pokemon? So my story is kind of uh, funny, right? Because I it, it kind of came to me. I didn't, I didn't actually get to it but eventually i think i probably would have gone into it myself but uh we'd have to go back to 96 uh when mario 64 came out along with nintendo 64 all that uh you know i was i was so excited over having you know this uh new console and and mario 64 at the time was just a really great game for me and as you know houston we're big sonic fans and now we're like yeah, i don't know about mario right now but Back then, I'm telling you that that game was really great and it was just really cool. And so if you flash forward a couple months after that, uh, I'm looking more at December 96. I actually uh, went over to my uncle's house uh, and and my uncle, big fan of like anything that was going on, right? He would get the latest console. He would, whatever was the latest collectible, 
he probably was already trying to get his hands on that collectible. And so he showed me a couple of cards he had, which he didn't have that many. He probably had like 20 cards, but he showed me and he was like, oh, check these out. Look, it's Pokemon. And I don't know what it was. It may have been because of the illustrations or what, but I was immediately drawn to him and I was like, ooh, what is that? And so he knew that I had Mario 64. He didn't have it. He just had the console, but he hadn't actually bought the game yet. And so he actually decided to offer me up a trade. And so it happened to be that I was actually going to be traveling to Mexico that month. And of course, I was going to bring my Nintendo 64. I had to take it with me and and go share it with everyone over there and whatnot. But he also wanted to play that game. And so he thought, well, you know, he's going to go to Mexico, probably perfect opportunity. And so he offered me up a deal and he was like, I'll give you four Pokemon cards if you let me borrow Mario 64 while you're in Mexico. And so without thinking about it much, I was like, you know what? Take the game. Give me the cards. I'm going to get the game back anyway. And I get to keep the cards. And it was so funny because uh, I ended up taking the cards, the console, and I think like two or three games that weren't weren't all that great. And everyone kept telling me like, really, you didn't bring Mario 64? Yo, you should have brought it. And and I remember like me trying to show off my cards to everyone like, oh, look at look at these four Pokemon cards that I have. And, you know, I was so stoked because I was like, these are my very first cards. I didn't have to buy them. I just yeah. had to loan out my game and I'm going to get it back anyway. And uh, if I recall correctly, I believe it was like Bulbasaur and Pidgey. And I think who else would may have been? It's a little blurry. I think my first cards I have to say, but I do remember Bulbasaur uh, was in in one of those uh, four cards, not Charmander, even though Charmander is my favorite one, which is, is kind of funny, right? Because you would almost think, oh, whatever you saw first is what you maybe... uh, geared towards but yeah it it was interesting that that happened and it went on from there i'm telling you like i I was hooked on it and and so i i would go on to build my collection thanks to those four cards and things happened just so quickly and i started getting more cards that it was really cool because throughout my childhood uh my parents bought me a, a a booster pack i believe it was the fossil set Mm -hmm. and then also a booster box i think it was the one that had uh what it what did it have uh i think it may have been needle king or needle queen oh queen i I think i think it may have been that but i think eventually i traded (laughs) i traded them or something and and so yeah i know right i'm like it wasn't first additional if at least uh that, that wasn't the case but I ended up actually building all my cards around cards that I would just trade with people because my booster box and that booster pack were the only cards that my parents ever bought. Everything else was just all throughout trades, you know, trading different items. If I had other toys or if I had some other merchandise, trading those for cards and, you know, it became a thing where like I I grew up in a neighborhood a really, uh, uh, small neighborhood but where there was a bunch of kids that were collecting the cards at that time and so everyone had something yeah houston showing me there the needle king yeah man yeah you don't know how much i regret not uh keeping that one and another hollows but 
my, my collection grew essentially out of those cards, right? And, and out of other cards that other kids would trade and I would want this other one. And so I would get that. Um, but yeah, so I, I really got to give a shout out to my uncle, my uncle Freddie. He might be listening to this podcast and see, he, he started to get more into Pokemon again after uh, the 25th anniversary. But it, it was really thanks to him. I think that I really started to really become a big fan. And beyond that, I mean, we all know the the Burger King movie cards, the toys, all that. I was so big on that. Really amazed. Uh, I, I still remember one time going to a Burger King that was having uh, like a special event for Pokemon fans to trade cards, to battle and all that. And sadly, I didn't have the cards with me. And it was one of those things where I just kind of just went with my parents just to grab a, a happy meal to, or not happy meal, but kids meal to go. And so, uh, you know, all I got to see is just the people with these like big binders, probably like 30 pages and just trading and, and seeing people from all ages. I'm not kidding. Back then I saw like guys like in their forties, fifties, like oh, yeah. really getting into the Pokemon world. And I was like, Whoa, that's yeah. all right. That's something different. And so I think with Pokemon and more so with us now, right. That we grew up with that. Uh, we're more nostalgic when it comes maybe to those things since we we know, right? We know the original 151. We know the first movie. We know the hype. We know like all the promotional items that were going on everywhere. Um, we probably regret not saving a bunch of things back then, but that's another story because right now you could be a millionaire if you saved uh, a lot of items from back then, um, which fortunately you kept your cards in perfect condition uh, I still got to look through mine, but I, I got to say, even though I did try to take care of them, when you were out there trading with kids and whatnot, right. you know, I would always pull out my binder. I, I was the same way as you, actually. I did have my binder, all the cards in the sleeves and, and the pocket and all that, the Ultra 9, right? All that stuff. Oh, I've got. So I, I, I will tell you, there are a few cards in my collection that have, you know, their blemishes. They have issues. Very few. And... I, when somebody would ask to trade, I would always go, well, how much do you want for it? And, <laughs> oh, you want $5? Here's $5. 10 bucks? Oh. And, you know, back then, that was big money. If you were able to make five, 10 bucks as a kid, well, oh, great, fine. Um, and I would buy them. I, like, I have a, a shadowless Charizard, right? That I got from somebody. It has, it has a, a few a few blemishes on it, but it's not, I mean, I mean, it's still Charizard, right? And it's, you know, it's, I mean, I have that one and then I have another one that is holographic, that's pristine. So, you know, I, I would get some cards from folks and just go, oh, and, you know, it, people looked at me like I was nuts because instead of trading them, I would buy them from them. I would, I would rather do that than give away one of my cards because I became so like, I love my cards. And every time I got a new one, and you probably can relate to this and listeners can probably relate to this. When I got like a holograph that I had been looking for, like I remember when I vividly, when I got Blastoise and I was like, oh, and, I, you know, whenever I opened them, I always held them on the sides and never, never put my fingers on them. And I know that to be true, like for a fact, because I was so like, and everybody, you know, I saw them handling their cards and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And um, it's just, it's interesting because 
my very first card, and I'm going to ask you this, what your very first card was. You said Bulbasaur was maybe one of them. I think it was one of one of the four. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. So I had Abra as my, that's one that this girl who um, I really liked gave to me. And I also got a holographic Lapras. So she gave me my first couple of cards. I know my very first two were Abra and holographic Lapras. And I have had them ever since. And the one that I really wanted when I found out about my favorite Pokemon ever, my absolute favorite Pokemon, still my favorite Pokemon, always will be my favorite Pokemon. Nothing is ever going to change that this Pokemon is my absolute favorite Mewtwo. And she actually gave me my Mewtwo as well. So she, I was there when she opened up the booster pack and got the Mewtwo and handed it right to me. And again, went in a sleeve, never left. Has been with me ever since. So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's an incredible feeling. I remember the feeling. And right now, as you know, there's a lot going on that we talked about earlier. Um, that we'll talk about here that you're kind of getting that nostalgic feeling back. And that's, you know, I, uh, for our listeners, what, it, what I speak of is the McDonald's Pokemon cards. Mm. Just <laughs> what a trip that has been so far. So I'm sure we'll talk about that here in just a minute, but, you know, just kind of hitting back to the fact that, you know, Pokemon was such an important part of my development of my childhood I mean, it, it was just incredible. And, you know, there was a period of time where people would go, oh, you like Pokemon? Oh. See, I always liked it. And there was never a time I didn't like it. And I have to give a major, major shout out to that girl. And I know she's probably never going to listen to this, but I do have to give her a major shout out. And you know who you are. Um, and, and my mom, really. I have to give a shout out to my mom because she would go every Friday. We would go to Toys R Us because it was near my house. And, you know, they put the new, the new packs out, the fossil packs, the forest packs, all of them. I would just start grabbing them. (laughs) She was, she bought them for me. I mean, and she'd go to the grocery store and they used to have them in grocery stores. She bought them at the grocery store. She'd buy a couple just, you know, cause they'd have them at the checkout and whatnot. She'd buy them. So I really do have to give a shout out to those two. And I mean, I've had others who've given me cards and booster packs over the years. And that girl gave me the booster pack on my birthday when I turned twelve. that had my holographic Charizard in it. Like she gave me a lot of cards, but they were all in booster packs. Like mm. she gave me some, like when she opened them and she's like, Oh, Houston would like this. But she gave me so many cards that, you know, through booster packs, she'd always, she'd buy me booster packs. I'd get them for Christmas. I'd get them for my birthday, you know, and I gave her booster packs too. And you know, that's how I built my collection. And, and it's funny because I have kids, right. And, they love their Pokemon too. And I'm like, you love Pokemon. Go ahead. 
just I want you to. So it's it's kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, I was actually just talking about this the, the other day too, but Pokemon really knows, you know, how to do their marketing, right? Like the, the, they what know we're really nostalgic. They know that we're pretty much encouraging future generations. Like, hey, check this out. I think you might like this. And as big time fans that we are, right? That we were there pretty much since the beginning. It's it's a good feeling, right? To know that like this is still going on, that it's yeah. it's still going like more stronger than ever, and that you know it's almost like a never-ending kind of a thing, and it's it's so amazing, and that's why we're here recording this right now. Pokemon is the number one media franchise of all time. Just think, let that sink in for a moment. Twenty-five years, they are the number one media franchise of all time. They've got print, they've got video games, they've got cards, they've, and now they have an, a very successful movie and more in the pipeline. I mean, they are, it's, it's epic, right? And if you were there at the beginning, right? I, I like to consider myself one of the founders. Like I was at the beginning of this thing and I'm, I feel fortunate that I've had it for all of these years. And I I also feel fortunate that I was maybe lucky enough, not smart enough, but lucky enough to have had my tendencies the way I did to where I kept and preserved my Pokemon stuff. But that's not the only thing I kept and preserved. I did the same thing with Ninja Turtles, with Godzilla, with Jurassic Jurassic Park with Batman and the Avengers and X-Men and Sonic the Hedgehog. So I, um, I've done this, you know, I, I have a tendency to, some people say hoard, but if you look at my filing system, because I do keep things filed, I don't just throw things around. I don't hoard anything. <laughs> I make sure that I have a place for everything and everything in its place. So it's it's a lot of fun and Pokemon is just one of those that I I really appreciate and love very very much. Yeah, and and now as we were talking about it before too, right? Like you're the one taking the last laugh, right? And everyone who laughed at you not showing cards and and just keeping it <laughs> there in the sleeves and you know I think it's it's really awesome and I think it, it teaches new generations that like. Take good care of your stuff, right? So, your generations, mm-hmm. take good care because twenty years from now, that might be worth a lot. And that's that's the thing. And I and I'll say this: I've had I've had several people look at my cards. Like I've taken photos and I've sent them to folks, and you know I've also had people who I sat them down and I flipped the page carefully with my gloves and showed them this is what th- these are them, right? I had somebody offer me an insane amount of money that I almost took and I didn't do it. Ooh. And that full binder. Right. For not they're not graded, right? I'm working on getting them graded, but that is so expensive when you look at the value of some of these, right? Because they grade they charge you based off of value. Mm. And oh man, I walked away from that. And somebody, somebody said, what is wrong with you? Because I could have paid off like all of my student loans, my mortgage, everything. And I didn't do it because I know, 
And I knew then, value-wise, I, I mean, there's, there's this nostalgic aspect that I, I'm connected to them and I really like them, but I also know they're going to go up in value. So it's one of those things where what's going to happen when I actually pull the trigger and sell them? How am I going to feel? Like, I don't know. It, it's kind of <laughs> conflicting. And it, I don't know if any of our listeners out there who are going to listen to this have that or, or know what I'm talking about. I mean, Luis, do you, you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's, it's kind of like, Oh, I, I have it. Why would I get rid of it? So it's like a art, co- an art collection. It's like a piece of me. I don't know. It's weird. I'm, I mean, I'm getting a little too into the weeds in that, but yeah, it's just, it's just a strange feeling. Yeah, no, I get exactly what, what you're saying. I mean, they're, I don't know that you could say they're your childhood, right? I mean, these are yeah. childhood memories of ours. It's like, yeah. man, it's so expensive, but you're like, oh, I don't, it, it's hard, right? It's almost like parting ways with like your childhood, right? Because that's right. each card has a memory. I think that's yes. the craziest thing. I could go through it my is. cards and I'll, I'll name memories, right? You, you'll, you'll be able to say like, oh yeah, I got this one because of that. Or I yep. remember the first time I got that one, it was because of this. And, and yep. Yeah. It's, I mean, Every single card has a memory, every single card. And I think back and I'm looking at, you know, my, my binder and I just, it's, you know, so many memories, right? I have Japanese cards, all the holographic cards. I have promotion cards. I have the energy cards, the trainer cards. I have like some uh, KFC and Burger King special cards and, you know, I just, I'm thinking to myself, wow. I mean, so much of my childhood, all in a binder, all in pristine condition in a binder. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's so, it's such a phenomenon is really what it boils down to. And I I think a lot of people thought Pokemon was going to be short lived Hmm. back then. No, no, no. Farthest thing. From it. I mean, there have been things that have come and gone. Like there have been some knockoffs. I like Monster Rancher. I don't know if anybody remembered Monster Rancher. There's Digimon, which is mm. nowhere near as big as Pokemon. Digimon. Then they have um, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. I, I guess they still sell Yu-Gi-Oh cards, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but then the Yokai Watch, nope. which my son is really into, seems kind of Pokemonish to me. But, you know, there have been so many different types and, you know, wanting to be like Pokemon. There's only one Pokemon. And while some people go, oh, no, no, they're not trying to be Pokemon. I don't know. But I do think that Pokemon is is a classic now. And it will, and it's weird to say that because it's still going strong, but it's also a classic. So I, I, I don't know. It's just very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone could disagree just how how popular it's been and how it like years go by and it's still selling bunch of cards, right? Booster packs still keep coming out each year. Uh, the movies are still ongoing. That recently we had the actual right the uh, the real action film where it wasn't animations and they did such an amazing job with that. And we'll probably eventually do a podcast on that, on our review, because Mm -hmm. that I know you as a Mewtwo fan, that, that was amazing for you probably to see that. Uh, 
so beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. So we'll definitely be dedicating a, a podcast for that. And of course, the first movie. You can never forget about that. <gasps> oh. 2000. That was another good one. And we could, you know, let's keep going, right? It just, of course, I, in my opinion, the, the best were the original ones, but, you know, yeah. that, that may have been because I saw them in theaters. But other than that, I mean, it, it's, yeah, it, it's just so amazing how much, uh, how much it just uh, keeps rising up in popularity. And, and that, I think it, it only goes up, right? Because we're nostalgic about it. Newer yeah. generations are getting into it as well. Before you know it, Every generation out there is going to be a Pokemon fan in like what 40, 50 years. Yeah, going to see everyone's going to be most of the generations out there are going to be like, Yeah, I remember when this, and it's still going to keep going strong. I think you know, it's funny. Pokemon, the first movie, was my first like date. I consider that like my first date because it was just me and her who went. How funny is that? So Yeah, I mean, I was young, but <laughs> like it came out when 98, 99? I believe, yeah. Yeah, so I was like 11 and oh. or 10, 10 or 11. And yep, I I mean, oh, so many memories. And this this is going to be a this is going to be a great way for us to talk about this and, you know, maybe jog up some memories with some other folks. And really, I think that you know, this year, launching it this year at this time, fantastic. I'm so excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, same here. And we're you know, really excited to talk about it and to talk with other people because just like in the games, Houston and me are kind of walking up and down the routes and we're going to be talking to different trainers and hopefully not engaging in too many battles, right, Houston? But Hey, what? <laughs> Wait, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> You make it sound like I'm the one who's going to go to battle with folks. I mean, it's like you know me or something. Gosh, calm down. Yeah, it's like we're in two other podcasts, right? And yeah. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. Welcome to the Canto Town Herald, my friends. Where we go over all things Pokemon news all the time. So to start this segment of our um, of the Cantor uh, Town Herald, let's talk about the 25th anniversary McDonald's Pokemon cards. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who have been keeping up with the general news about this phenomenon that's taking the world by storm, Happy Meals are going missing all over the country because grown adults are going and buying so many of them to turn around and sell on eBay and other outlets for ridiculous prices. I mean, what the heck? So what is... What do you think about this, Luis? Oh, man. Yeah, Jesse, as you said that, I I felt like I was... uh being mentioned right there too even though well, yeah my were. collection <laughs> my collection has not been anything like the just overwhelming collections we've seen out there right people buying mm-hmm. full boxes literally people shipping boxes out from mcdonald's which i'm like uh whoa 
that is uh, that is probably more than just the firing right there. I'm just saying like that. That is so risky. I don't know why anyone would even do that. You know, you you just I, I don't know. I just I don't understand people trying to make a quick buck there. But for all of us other fans who are like, well, they say I can get five every two hours, five toys or they call them toys, but they're actually just the Pokemon cards on Happy Meals. Five surprises. Uh, yeah, surprises. So you can actually get that amount. And of course, some people and some of the listeners right now, maybe you've been unlucky, right? You've been in an area that I guess someone came and actually took the box or maybe that's that those are the locations where those boxes are being sold from. Uh, That's that's what I would imagine because they come in 150 with 150 in each box. So I'm just saying. I'm sorry, and, and you know, I, I I'm sorry, but I've actually been pretty lucky, and we have multiple McDonald's uh, here in my hometown, and mm-hmm. I've been going to different ones, trying to get a uh, different uh, cover arts. So as you all know, there is, I believe, four. I might be wrong. There might be six. I think there's four uh, different cover arts of, uh, I guess you could call them like card sleeves, or I mean, not really card sleeves, but like. Uh, card boxes i don't even know what you would call them right i mean just the yeah where, where they come in containers i guess you could just call them yeah e- each one comes of course with a pack four cards uh, a total of 50 cards in the deck 25 holographic 25 non-holographic all the cards are starter pokemons from the beginning up until recently if i'm not mistaken yeah. and so really cool i, I gotta yeah. hand it to the pokemon company that is a really clever idea putting uh, booster packs that just have you know starters that's cool 25th anniversary and that i'm like that that is a really good idea and especially doing some holographic versions of them that is amazing i want to get my hands on that pokemon on that uh charmander holographic I-, I haven't opened all my packs i've just opened one so far there is nothing but i really hope that and all the ones i got i actually managed to pick up one because i have gotten plenty I believe I have 11 left that are unopened. And so I'm after that Charmander. I'm after that Pikachu holographic that Houston actually already pulled there because that that is the crown jewel of the booster packs. Well, <laughs> it is. And I actually have to hand it to my daughter, right? So <laughs> I, the other night, I took my kids to uh, McDonald's for, you know, th- for a Friday night treat. And all four of them got Pokemon cards in their Happy Meals. And my daughter goes, oh, look, I got a shiny Pikachu. And she was holding it just the way daddy taught her how to hold it. And I said, I'll take that. And I took all the holographic cards and I put them in sleeves. And I was going to the drive-thru the the other day and it was just jam-packed. And I was talking to a friend of mine. And they said, oh, well, these Pokemon cards. And I said, well, yeah. And I said, no, they're probably going to be worth something. And I looked it up and I found, and I realized, oh my gosh, that Pikachu holograph is like the one. And I was like, that's the same one Clara got. What? And I raced home after that. And I was like, okay, no one touch it. Don't touch it. And no one was anyway. I was asleep and I was just like, I'm putting it away. So I put it in the binder and I was like, no one touches it. It's staying in the, in the binder, in the vault. It's not going out. So 
Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's good that you got it, and I know you haven't purchased as many too. So mm-hmm. you you were pretty lucky, right? There's some people buy a lot and they never get one, which might be my situation. It's like Willy Wonka and the golden ticket, right? I feel like we got the golden ticket. So <laughs> yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> And like you said, and for the listeners to to know as well, if you can keep it, as long as you can keep it, the, I mean, mm-hmm. I understand right now people are making, uh, you know, two figures on on these cards, but it, yeah, that it's. I mean, I have to admit, it's really hard for me not to even uh, to leave them sealed, not open those packs, and it's one of those things where you're like, but what if I get a Pikachu? Right, <laughs> and so it's. Uh, I don't know about you, Houston, that, but it, it's so it, That's how it so was when we were kids, too. When mm-hmm. we were kids and we were getting booster packs after booster packs after booster packs, and we're like, what if it's this? What if it's that? And then people would film and go, oh, I know it's this. Mm. And it's the same thing. But it, this is taking it to a level of, whoa, right? Because, I mean, I'm looking at some of the prices on eBay and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I have a friend who has gone over and beyond what I ever thought possible to try and acquire these things. And I'm like, what are you doing? So (laughs) it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see how people react. Is that the friend that I know that I yep, actually heard? It is. Oh, okay. Because yesterday when I was talking to her and I was telling her about like these Pokemon cards and I never in a million trillion infinity years thought I was going to hear, I have to go. I, I, I have to call you back because I need to go to McDonald's and I need to buy Happy Meals for Pokemon cards coming from a woman who is in her 60s. Right. So I was like, well, she's not in her 60s. She's 60. And I'm like, oh, oh no, what? I'm just like, oh my gosh. But it's true. And so many, so many people are doing that. And, you know, then I look at the people who take their kids, right? Like I took my kids. I didn't buy any extra. I just bought what my kids wanted. My kids are like, oh, you know, we want Pokemon cards. I didn't get any for me. I was getting them for my kids. However, we're taking them and they're handing them over. So that way I can put them in sleeves and put them in the nice book. So that way we don't have to worry about anything happening to them. And of course they put some in their books too, but they know that there's value behind some of these. And well, let's put it this way. I also had to make a bit of a trade with my daughter to get that Pikachu. and. It cost me, cost me some dough. So it cost me a nearly $100 baby doll, another Pikachu card that I had to order online and a trip to France, but I was able to secure it. Wow. Talk about a trade. Yeah, it was quite the trade. It was quite the trade. Yeah. Whoa. Well, like I said, you got really lucky and being able to get it right away. I mean, it's one of those things where once you get it, you're like, got it. If you do ever go back and get more packs, you might even keep them sealed and be like, yeah, I got the got the one that I wanted. Right. I mean, 
You can even know that's what we wanted, but that's what we got. But again, because of my history with Pokemon cards, we handle Pokemon cards in this house the exact same way as I handled them as a kid. We do not touch them. We put them right in sleeves and that is where they go. We don't play games. Like that is, that is how I did it. That is how my kids do it. And you know what? I have a feeling one day it's going to pay off. So, so far in, like I said, the, the collection I have, and I'm sure we'll have a chance for all of our listeners to see these cards. You know, I just, I can't imagine it not going that way. So it, it'll be interesting. Yeah. So if, if you all haven't bought some, uh, hurry over to your McDonald's and uh, see if they still have some, which they might still have some. I have to say, I mean, it's going to be almost a week and my local McDonald's are still stocked up. Although I have to say the last ones I got, I didn't actually get them in the Pikachu boxes. So they might be running out of those Pikachu Happy Meals. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure because they <laughs> they must be getting crazy orders each day. People probably getting five Happy Meals every single minute, probably, because it's it's crazy, yeah. And I know people who have bought 20, 30, 40. I've seen the pictures. It's it's crazy. I've never seen that many Happy Meals uh, in, in one spot. And so, yeah. But again, if you haven't opened them, really think if you're going to open them or not, because they might be worth a lot of money, as we all know, with the with booster packs, even the ones that you could buy last year. They're selling for a lot. There's a shortage. And so... With that, that's actually an excellent segue over to our another news item here in our Kanto Town Herald. And that is that the Pokemon company actually announced that they are going to be printing more trading card game yeah. packs to meet demand. Of course, the McDonald's ones as well. But here we're referring to just all of them in general, right? Or the latest ones as well. So what are your thoughts on, on this too and, and seeing them print more? <laughs> I think it's such a good idea. <laughs> well done, Pokemon Company. Well done. Because honestly, let's think about this for a moment, right? The Pokemon cards, I, I mean, it's just going to get more and more and more crazy out there. And the more they produce, the more access they get. Because I'm of two minds, right? There's the collector mind, which is like, oh, I want rare, I want rare. But then there's the one where I think about kids who, you know, like myself, I really enjoyed it. And I was a kid, right? And I think that it should be accessible. Yeah, a limited time and then move on. So that way they gain their value. But I think that they should make it accessible, especially to kids who want to get into it. Because truthfully, I, I think it's great. I think it's really a great, um, great thing to be able to do. You know, on the note of things coming out this year, there is something I am so excited about. So back in circa 1997, 1998, there was a game that came out on Nintendo 64 called Pokemon Snap. And oh my gosh, did I love that game. I still play that game. But then I got I heard an announcement 
that the Pokemon company and Nintendo were creating a Pokemon Snap, a new one for the Switch. My mind just went, and guess what? It's coming out on April 30th. I'm just like, oh, yes. So talk about some great news. What do you think about this, Louise? It's awesome. I, I got to say, the, <laughs> this is kind of funny, but I actually never played Pokemon Snap. Or, oh, no, I'm all over track that. I, I kind of played Pokemon Snap like once at like a blockbuster. <laughs> uh, but I did own the uh, strategy guide. That's all I did. And I would always just look at the strategy guide and be like, oh, that's a cool game. Oh, that, that's really cool. Um, but since I didn't own that many Nintendo 64 games, aside from Mario 64, Diddy Kong Racing, uh, probably like two others, I always was intrigued about it. And I was like, well, that, that would be a cool game to you know play and check it out. But I actually never had that game. I did have Pokemon Stadium. You know, I had that one. Yep. But Pokemon Snap... Yeah, yeah, I had to choose, you know. I, I had to select what games I, I was going to ask for. And Pokemon Stadium, I think, was the one that I was like, I like that one more than Snap. Ooh. Right? Nice. I have the... Uh, yeah, for those of you who are real pop culture folks who remember things from way back when, uh, InQuest Gamer, the magazine, I have the Mewtwo cover that they came out with. And I've had this for years. This is also part of my pristine collection. I've got the yellow Pokemon oh, yellow strategy guide. It's yeah. like brand. It's almost like brand new. It, I mean, not even used. Like I said, these all went into like a vault, never to be touched. Oh, the official Nintendo players guide. Oh, I saw that one. That was right. Uh... I bought it for eleven dollars back in the day. Oh, and then, right now it's probably like, oh, crazy. At least three figures. Oh, yeah. And then the Beckett Pokemon Collector. Oh, so, that looks like it's in perfect condition. Like you just yes. bought it. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, you open these if you do. I don't know how to open it. But you will find that the pages, everything, there's nothing blemished. There's nothing on it. Like I said, I, I kind of like... Everything's frozen in time in many ways. Oh, and you'll probably appreciate this. Oh, yeah. I oh, had yeah. one. I had one. The batteries died, but I had one. Oh, yeah. And it's still. Oh, still working. Works. Original batteries, right? Original batteries. Yep. Whoa. And it works great. So, so for our listeners. Pokedex. That was the actually, yeah, the Pokedex. I was going to say, if people hear that sound, if you grew up in the 90s, you probably know what that is. You could be like mm-hmm. blindfolded. You hear that sound. You're like, yep, it's that Pokedex that came out that had all the, that, that you could check all the Pokemon out and all that. You know, they need to bring that back. Oh, yeah. It, it hopefully happens this year. And, it, it, you know, I could see it with a digital screen or something. And you probably scan cards or something, right? They start putting barcodes. On cards, yeah, you mm-hmm. scan it and you get more information on that Pokemon. I'm just yeah. saying, if Pokemon Company ever listens to this, there's an idea for you. Try and do a Pokedex that incorporates uh, today's technology, right? It could be something yep. so epic. So hopefully totally. that happens. But but yeah, on the topic of Pokemon Snap, I can't wait for it to come out. I'm excited. I have a Switch as well, so 
I'll definitely be adding that to my collection and actually being able to finally say I own Pokemon Snap and and all that. So really excited to to see it come out. Again, it comes out April 30th of this year. And that's a worldwide release as well. So really yeah. cool. It's everywhere. All right. So another thing we have here on our list of our news topics for Canto Town Herald, Levi's, a company that we all enjoy buying jeans from, all that, right? The story company, San Francisco. Uh, you all probably know them. They are actually going to be releasing a Pokemon collection by Levi's, which by the time this gets posted, it's already been released. It's supposed to be released the day after Valentine's Day. And so if you go on their website, you'll be able to see the collection. I was seeing some of that collection, Houston. It looks really cool. There's some really cool merchandise. Yeah. It's not just pants, of course. Uh, you got different things. You got shirts, jackets, really cool. And we know Levi's has some pretty good quality merchandise. And so, you know, kind of kind of cool to see, you know, as a, a historic company like Levi's partnering with Pokemon to have this, you know, limited edition collection that I'm sure if you get your hands on some of those shirts and jeans, they're going to be worth a lot of money. I'm telling you, even if they're used <laughs> yeah, in years. So uh, definitely check them out and, and buy some for yourself. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'll have to I'll have to look at that because I hadn't seen that one yet. So I'll take a look. But you know, one of the other things that I was gonna talk to you about was so I don't know if you saw this, but Golden Auctions sold an original 103 set Pokemon rated 10 cards for six hundred and sixty-six thousand dollars. Let that sink in for a moment. $666,000. Wow. Yeah. It's unbelievable. You know, it's things like that that make me look at my beautiful binder over there and go, "Mm, maybe. (laughs) Because, you know, I mean, like I said, there's there's a lot in – I mean – I like if you look through some of the cards that may have been in that collection, fairly certain I have, I pretty much have all of these. Yeah. Like, and yeah. likely in, in a, in pretty good condition. Of course, I know mm-hmm. these cards were actually all rated a 10 PSA 10 yeah. gems, all that, whatnot. Of course they included the ever famous Charizard first edition card that as we all Shadowless. know, yep. yeah, that can go for who. Oh, we could go for a lot. And and I know you have a couple there too. And <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like, whoa. You, you know what? I feel like I would probably part ways if I had a Charizard. I'm not parting ways with all my collection, but if I had a Charizard or it was just one card, maybe I'd be like, you know what? I'll actually sell it. It's just one card. It's not my full collection. You know what's crazy? As I look through this set, this collection that was sold, I have these cards. I have them. All of them. This is insane. There may be a couple that I don't have a first edition of, but overall, I have these cards. And it's things like this that just make me pause and go, what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, 
I, I would rather, I, I'd rather make sure that I, you know, do it right than just do it fast. And golden auctions, maybe I need to call them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they, they seem to help items actually get sold for quite a bit. I know they were mentioning that they had actually recently sold through the same golden auctions that Charizard by itself, again, a 10, of course, for nearly $400,000. Just one card. So so I guess that goes to explain that. Like, if you put that value onto this, uh, you know, deck or this complete set that was actually sold, that card is definitely, without a doubt, the crown jewel of all cards. I don't care which one you want to mention. I think that card in a first edition, if you have it in a 10, is probably the most valuable card. I don't think there's any other one that comes near it. And and so mm-hmm. if you're one of those kids that actually saved it, that when you got it, you were like, this is so cool. I'm not going to trade it. I'm just going to keep it there. You got yourself a good retirement fund. And There's your college fund, kids. There's your college fund. Yeah. And, you know, it's so crazy to think. Imagine if, and I'm sure there might be some people out there, right, that maybe they forgot what cards they had. You know, like like, like in your situation, they put them in a box, sealed it, left there in their parents' basement, never went back. One day they go back and they, they're trying to help clean out, reliving some of their old memories. Imagine they find out and they remember that they had their chairs are there. <laughs> It's like, I, I, I just can't imagine that feeling, right? It's almost like in the lottery. You see it there and you're like, I just won the lottery. Oh, yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> that's how I felt. Because as soon as I pulled, pulled my binder out of its, you know, cocoon state status, stasis, stasis, I was like, and I, you know, and I showed my mom. Uh, a couple of articles of how much certain cards were going for. And I was like, I have this card. And she's like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I have this card. I have it right here. And, you know, so I'm, so I'm going through the process of doing the quotes and whatnot for grading. And I mean, it's still, it's going to be pricey, but I think it, I think it's going to be worth it. But I mean, I've turned down a six figure offer at least one very nice six figure offer that was legitimate. And I just, I know what the value of these things are. And I, I know what the value, the, the value they are in terms of co- like, you know, actual material value, but I also know what they are value immaterial. So for me personally, what they mean to me. So you know, and that's something you always have to take into consideration too. But, you know, I think a lot of people, they let their emotions kind of dictate, oh, I'm not going to let this card go for under a hundred thousand dollars. Right. You got to be fair and consistent and think material is material is material. Immaterial is, does not translate into the cost for material unless there's truly something to warrant that. But I think in, in many cases, a lot of people get so hung up on it, but I um, actually just received word that um, we have a hollow Charmander, Squirtle and Bulbasaur downstairs. Ooh. 
Those are good. Selling for a lot for anyone who happens to get those three and their many McDonald's packs that they get. <laughs> and guess where they're all going? Sleeve. In the binder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's, it's just got to happen. So Yeah, as it should be, right? And here we see the cards being sold for this much. And so, you know, I, 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 I we said it before when we were talking before that if you buy something right now, take really good care of it. If you don't want to open it, don't open it. But mm-hmm. it's going to rise in value. I, I mean, we're seeing it right now, right? We saw cereal boxes go for crazy amounts. That cereal box we it? had, it was like two hundred, three hundred dollars. Uh, I think the, the one that wasn't the one that literally had the cereal. And I, and for those of you uh, uh, who remember, it's that blue box with like the Pokemon and glitter. Looked like Lucky Charms back in the two thousand two thousand one year. One of those two. Sold for about $200, $300, and it still had the cereal there. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how they kept the cereal there. I'm surprised they didn't actually like break out of the plastic because it's been there for so long. Uh, and then the Pop-Tart box that I saw sold for $700, and it really sold. Um, like I, I, I saw it uh, uh, be sold, uh, and it, wasn't even, it didn't even have the Pop-Tarts. Not that you would want them, of course, but the box was flat. That's all it was. So if you can keep, if you can keep even the most ridiculous thing that you'd never think would sell, keep it because collectors will buy anything. And when it's an anniversary year, yep, whatever you have costs a lot more. Yep. So make sure if you if you're trying to sell anything, this is the year, or wait for the thirtieth, thirty fifth, fortieth, forty fifth, or better yet, yes, yes. the fiftieth. Oh. And you know, by the time the 50th rolls around, I'll be at retirement age. Yeah. Can always Think use about that too. Extra money, I right? For those trip. Maybe a, a few cards a year get graded over time and just do that. But seriously, another thing I'd considered is doing a live auction of the cards and yeah. may consider it, but we'll, uh, we'll <laughs> see more, more to come maybe. So we'll talk more about that as time goes on. Oh, cool. And our last uh, bit of news here is that the Pokemon World Championships that we all know of, and for those of you who aren't familiar with them, it is the trading card game competitions. They also have video game uh, competitions there too. And so they've actually decided to move it again. Of course, we're still in a pandemic, all that's still going on, uh, but they've actually moved it to next year. It'll still be held in London, um, but for the second year, for the second consecutive year, it's got to get canceled. Uh, I'm sure everyone's feeling sad, but luckily for all those who qualified for that, they're able to still qualify for the next one. So at least there is that, right? What are your thoughts on that? No, I think, and you know what? Better to be safe than sorry, right? But I, I think it'll be interesting. And you know, what an event! That's quite the event. And around those events. I mean, the value thing seems to spike around those around those times too. So just keep that in mind, friends, as you're kind of going forward. And as we get back into Comic Cons and all that stuff returning, it's it's going to be amazing. I'm I'm excited because I think that once we are back into the swing of things, I think it's just going to feel so good, mm-hmm. and it's going to have this like rush of like new but nostalgia. Right, like San Diego Comic Con, New York Comic Con, Toy Fair. <gasps> oh, I miss Toy Fair. Like, you know, 
all of that is going to be, is going to be really, um, really great. So, you know, I, and honestly, I, I just to kind of give our listeners, whoever's listening to these two guys talk about Pokemon to give you kind of an insight as to what you can expect as we move things forward in this podcast, you're going to be hearing from people, lots of different folks that we're going to meet along the way. Some may join us for the journey for a while. Some may stay permanently. You know, I think that that's going to be a lot of fun, but be prepared because we're going to talk about Pokemon. We're going to talk about evolutions. We're going to talk about, there's so much to talk about. There's so many games to talk about. There's so many cards to talk about. There's so many characters to talk about. There's so many mediums, outlets, so much history in 25 years that's been growing and growing and growing that we're going to be able to talk about in this podcast. And really, we're looking for we're looking for engagement. We're looking for folks, and uh, really hoping that you know you'll join us as we do some really cool things here. And as we continue to move forward, we'll have some uh, we'll have some fun things to look forward to as well, such as some giveaways and some other fun things. So make sure that you're subscribing. And Luis, if you want to, if you want to, you know, piggyback on this, please do. Cause I think it's important for folks to know what they have to look forward to. Yeah, no, definitely. It, it is going to be a little like that. And we've actually decided to do it that way because for all the, those of you who watch the TV show, who played all the color games, it's usually how it happens, right? You're in your adventure. You meet people along the way, and uh, maybe not so much in the games too, but in the show, we know Ash met gym leaders, and they ended up just being in his group and going alongside with them. I mean, heck, you could throw in Pikachu in the mix too, right? I mean, Pikachu's always uh, on the road with him, not trying to get into any Pokeball, but he's uh, right there. So we're kind of modeling that same thing too. And of course, some guests will be more so like just trainers that we battle in a game where you just see him there. They're there. They might make another appearance as some characters do in the games. And so uh, that's uh, basically how we're laying that out. And it's that time, Houston. It's the time for the very first random Kanto battle. And we've chose Kanto, of course, because we're nostalgic. And that's the one that we really know much more about. We we played countless hours, you know, the red, blue, uh, yellow version games. And so we actually use a website called randompokemon.com. Really, it's that, <laughs> it's that easy. <laughs> and with this one, you're able to generate two Pokemon. You choose your regions, you choose all that. And we're about to find out which two Pokemon are going to be a part of our first random Kanto battle. And then we'll briefly here just discuss who's going to win that battle. Um, even... Even uh, we could also give the underdog a chance too, and say, "How would the underdog beat the other?" Uh, if if it really is that drastic, if we see a Magikarp against the uh, I don't know Mewtwo, <laughs> uh, so let's <laughs> let's go for this. Houston, we're about to generate this battle. Let's, let's see it. who we get. Let's do it. Ooh. Ooh, interesting matchup. So we get Dragonite versus Gengar. Ooh, this Ooh. is gonna be interesting. Actually, mm-hmm. what a way to start. The first episode. <laughs> Ooh. What are your thoughts? I'm interested in hearing this. Uh, oh, dang. So 
uh, honestly, uh, Gengar, I mean, ooh, it, it, it could go, it could go either way, right? I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, if I were to, if I were a betting man, which I am, you know, originally from Las Vegas, um, I would say, let me just look at something real quick. Yeah, of course, you always have to look at the, the types too, right? And, and which one would Well, you've got a dragon and... type and you have a ghost type. Yeah, so, it's one of those. <laughs> you know, it's like, what a hard, what? Oh, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a limb. I would say, depending on what type of moves they know, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... Gengar may have the upper hand. He, he Gengar may have the upper hand. I just, I really feel like that could be the case here. Um, depending on what moves Dragonite knows, though, is as could also play into that. But I'm gonna say it's it's hard to tell without knowing what it is. But if I were just to guess off a whim, I'd say Gengar. Oh yeah. So in my case, oh yeah, man, it's definitely a really tough matchup. But I am also gonna go with Gengar on this one. I think we're gonna agree on this first one. You know, I think Gengar was just one of those characters that I remember playing Pokemon Stadium. I I always wanted him on my team. Because something about these ghost types, you know, sometimes they cost a lot of damage. Right? And and you know, it's one of those things where you you get other Pokemon that have much more weakness and ghost types. It's kind of hard, right? I mean, they they don't have a like a really clear weakness that you know will just like knock them out. And they have such strong moves, right? It could be a critical hit, a one hit uh, move. And so, yeah, my vote's gonna have to go with the Gengar. Uh, it sucks because Dragonite, you know, is a really powerful uh, Pokemon that that we know and. And so it, you know, but I, I got to give it to, to Gengar in this one. I think he he takes the win. Yep. Gengar wins. Gengar wins. <laughs> awesome. So that was our first ever uh, random cancel battle. Uh, always be on the lookout. Every episode, we're going to have this random battle. And, and eventually, we might move on to other regions. Uh, you know, there's the Johto one after, but... Um, in our first every so episodes, we're going to be just uh, focusing on Kanto and eventually we'll move to uh, other ones as well. But, you know, the, I think you always get interesting matchups uh, when you do Kanto and, and more of a debate. And so, you know, Houston, I can't wait till we get, like I said, a Magikarp against a Mewtwo. And then, <laughs> and then good luck with that one, too. Good luck with that one. Uh, oh, Magikarp. no, no, no. Mewtwo, Mewtwo will always win. Will always win. Well, anybody out there wants to wants to challenge me. Come on, come on, let's chat. <laughs> we could probably do a full episode. I, I want to challenge you with Mew and and see see of how that goes. Mewtwo's gonna win. <laughs> uh, so we'll definitely have probably like an episode where we all just challenge each other with uh, different ones and and see. See what attacks you would do. Well, it'll just be like a, a visual, uh, not a visual, but a, an audio, I should say, a battle. And 
you know, we'll see. We'll see who wins. Yep. Uh, but that that's uh, to be decided. Uh, topic on a future podcast. So before uh, we close this out, I wanted to let everyone know that we are also on social media. Please give us a follow. We're still well. We're a brand new podcast. <laughs> this is our very first episode, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Simply look for at Pokey Trainers Pod. And you'll be able to find us there. So please give us a follow. You'll be able to find out when we release new episodes. And also any news going on in the Pokemon world. We'll retweet stuff. We'll share stuff on Facebook. We'll do all that. And so please uh, give us a follow there. So you can find out when new episodes get released. Of course, you can also subscribe wherever you're listening to us right now. Hit that subscribe button on that platform. And your favorite podcast platform will actually send you notifications every time we post a new episode. So please, please uh, do that as well. And also, we want to hear your thoughts because today's random Kanto battle was, I think, one that could be close. I could see people arguing over uh, uh, it being Dragonite who would win it. So Dragonite versus Gengar, we'll post on our social media as well. Please, we invite you to tell us who you think would win that battle. Uh, we're really interested in hearing your thoughts and, and how you think those uh, battles would uh, be like. I shouldn't say battles, but the battle, because they would only be battling there once as well. Well, Houston, that was our first episode. As we said, we're going to be yep. growing as a team. It's not just going to be us two all the time. We're definitely going to be growing. We do have one more trainer that is going to be joining us on the journey here in our next episode. Might even be another one as well. You'll find out in the next episode. So thank you, Houston. We had an amazing time doing this first episode, right? Mm -hmm. And so we hope you enjoyed our first episode. And if you want us to talk about anything specific in the Pokemon world, please send us a message and we'll make sure that we... Uh, bring it up in a future episode as well with that being said everyone have a great day happy catching Pokemon wherever it might be game wise if you're collecting the cards good luck may may the luck be with you in getting that holographic Pikachu and we'll catch you next time here on the Poke Trainers podcast gotta catch them all bye everyone